Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Fields here, and I'm happy again for the privilege of coming into your homes, your automobiles, wherever you are, uh, to bring you the Word of God. Certainly, it's been a wonderful day. The Lord has kept us, and He has allowed us to come together one more time. The goodness of God is amazing to me. He's a wonderful Savior. Let's go into the word of the Lord, shall we? Father, in the name of Jesus, we're so grateful for this opportunity once again to fellowship and to go into your holy word. I thank you for those who have already connected and those who will connect with us during the course of this lesson. Touch us one by one, I'm asking you, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you tonight. I'm led to talk about prayer. Yeah, prayer is a very important subject, something that a lot of us neglect to do from time to time. Uh, and sad to say, there are some who find no need uh, to pray. But certainly we need to pray. Prayer is a must. So um, I'm going to come out of the book of Daniel tonight, Daniel chapter 6, verses 1 through 11, and then I'm going to tie it in with 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23. And uh, the subject of the lesson tonight is the sin of prayerlessness, the sin of prayerlessness. I'll say it again. The sin of prayerlessness. First, I want to read to you Daniel chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. It says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three presidents whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could not find an occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said, thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All of the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, counselors, and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute. To make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the lion's den. In other words, anyone who prays to any other god except you, Darius, should be thrown in the den of lions. The next thirty days we only pray to Darius. Verse 8, now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed 
according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and decree. Now, when Daniel finds out about it, verse 10, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, this is his response. He went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Now we know the history of this text there in Babylon. And now Darius uh, has taken over the Medes and the Persians now. Uh, remember the vision that Daniel had of Nebuchadnezzar would, would be ransacked. He would, the kingdom, the Babylonian kingdom would have to come down and collapse now the Medes and the Persians and Daniel lived to see that prayer answered. Uh, Daniel operated in the spirit of excellence according to the scriptures and because of this Darius, an enemy king, wants to put Daniel over his kingdom, over all of the princes and all over all of the other ones that had all of the governors in the kingdom, he wanted Daniel to be over it, and they were jealous. Now, doesn't the Bible say, I'll make you the head and not the tail? Listen, when you have a relationship with God, there are benefits. God takes care of his children. Uh, but they got upset and went to the king, and according to Persian meet law, once the law is set in order, once the king signs it, it cannot be changed not even by another king that comes after him. It cannot be changed. So they said, listen, let's, we set up this decree. Anyone that prays to any other God for the next 30 days will be thrown in the lion's den. Now, you know, Daniel was in the know. He went to the meetings. And the Bible doesn't say he complained about it. Uh, but his response was after he knew, and I read it, after he knew that it was signed, he went back home and he didn't pray once, but he prayed three times a day. He did not stop praying because of the pressure that society was putting on him. He continued to pray. He continued to pray. Yes, he did. Now, I want to take you to 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23. Uh, it says, moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider how great things he has done for you. And I'm talking about tonight the sin of prayerlessness. So, uh those were the words of, of Samuel, and we know that Samuel was a man of prayer. If you dig into his, his background, he was born in answer to his mother's prayer. Samuel prayed for God's people, and through prayer, he would see Israel delivered from their enemy. Samuel prayed when Israel rejected God. Yeah, the Lord said, they're not rejecting you, Samuel, they're rejecting me. He prayed continually for the people of God that they would fear God and serve him in truth. 
Samuel uh, was a praying man. I'll take you to Psalm 99 and 6. This is what it says. Uh, the psalmist writes these words, Moses and Aaron among his priests and Samuel among them that call upon his name. They called upon the Lord and he answered him. Yes, he was such a prayer that they put Samuel and Moses in the same category. Hallelujah. It said that he was among them that called upon the name of the Lord. Listen to what Jeremiah says. Uh, in chapter 15 of Jeremiah, verse 1, Then said the Lord unto me, Though Moses and Samuel stood before me, yet my mind could not be toward this people. Cast them out of my sight and let them go forth. So this verse indicates uh, that as an intercessor, uh, as a prayer, Samuel had the same stature that uh, before God as Moses did. And the Bible says Moses spoke to the Lord uh, as though they were face to face. So Samuel had such a prayer life, hallelujah, that he's mentioned in the same category as Moses. So uh, Samuel so understood uh, the nature, the significance, and power of intercessory prayer that he considered it a, a sin to stop interceding, to stop praying. I'm going to read it for you again. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, but consider how great things he have done for you. So we're going to talk about prayer uh, and why it's a sin not to pray. Yeah, the sin of prayerlessness. And I know that sounds a little strong, but I just found reference in the scripture. Samuel had such a relationship with God where he said, I'm not going to sin against God by ceasing to pray or to intercede for you. And he showed you where Daniel knowing that his life was in jeopardy and that laws were being written now to keep him from praying to his God. His response was to go back home, go back to the same prayer closet, open the same window and continue to pray three times a day. And I don't care who hears me. I've got to talk to my God. So you say, well, Fields, let's talk about it even more. Why is it a sin not to pray? Why? Why is it a sin not to pray? Well, let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. I'm going to try not to hold you long tonight, but let's go deeper into this. Why is it a sin not to pray? Well, because the Bible makes reference to it. It's a sin not to pray because the Bible expressly calls it a sin. And we believe that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And Samuel says it in his writings, I won't sin against God. I will not sin against God. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. But I will teach you the good and the right way. So um, not to pray is, is to sin against God's word. When you do anything contrary to God's word, it's 
or out of his will is not according to faith, uh, then it is sin. Not to pray is to commit sin because the Bible, which is inspired of God, says it is. Another reason why we say, or I'm saying, that it's a sin not to pray uh, because it's right to pray. So if it's right to pray, it must be wrong not to pray. <laughs> Luke chapter 18, verse 1, And he spake a parable unto them, to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. Men ought always to pray and not faint. Let's compare that to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, where it says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Let's compare that to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. You got all this word telling us to pray. So to do something that is contrary to God's word is to sin. Praying always. How often should we pray? All the time. Should we stop praying? No. Pray without ceasing. Pray always. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I'm supposed to pray not just for myself, but for all the saints. For all the saints. So if it's right and necessary to pray, uh, it's wrong not to pray. Let's go to James chapter 4, verse 17. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is sin. I'm in the word. I'm not giving you my opinion. I know here goes another preacher. Every time we don't do so and so and so, it's a sin, it's a sin. I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm in the word of God. And if you know to do good and you don't do it, to him, James says, it is sin. So, and listen, there are two kinds of sin, right? And I know you've heard this before, sins of commission and sins of omission. Sins of commission and sins of commission. The next reason why it's a sin not to pray uh, because when a believer doesn't pray, it's a reproach to God. When I don't pray, it's a reproach to him. It's, it's like saying, I don't, why should I pray? I don't believe in, I don't believe in him. I don't want to talk to him. Uh, Romans 14 and 23. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat because he eateth not of faith. For what, listen to these words, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Whatsoever, and I wish I had more time. I can preach right there. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Write that down, Romans 14 and 23. So it's a reproach to God for me not to pray. For me not to pray. I, I don't need to pray to him. I don't need to talk to God. He's not going to do so and so on. So I am, I have become a reproach. I'm pushing him away. Uh, it's pure unbelief to refuse to pray, not to pray. Hebrews 11 and 6. Hebrews 11 and 6 
So if I'm living outside of faith, people that live outside of faith really don't feel a need to pray. And without faith, Hebrews 11 and 6, without faith, it is impossible to please him. He that comes to God must first believe that he is God, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I, am I in the book? Yes, I am. I'm in the book. So it's pure unbelief for somebody not to pray, to throw down your prayer life. You're living in unbelief. You're living outside of faith because people that believe God talk to him. Hallelujah. People that believe God talk to him. So what a reproach it is to say uh, or, or to have a father or to have a parent. What a reproach it is to a father when a child does not trust him. Unbelief is, is a besetting sin. To live outside of faith and unbelief, it's a, it's a besetting sin uh, which we should lay aside. Got to lay aside, lay aside that unbelief and fix your eyes on Jesus. The Bible says he is the author and the perfecter or the finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, wherefore seeing we are, we also rather are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So uh, I've got to lay that unbelief down. I don't care what's happening, what's going on. Don't stop praying. Don't cease. Pray always. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. Fix your eyes on Jesus. And prayer keeps you focused. On your source. God is the source. Why else is it a sin not to pray? Well, uh, it's a sin not to pray because uh, of all the encouragements that we are given for us to pray. The Bible urges us to pray, and I've read several scriptures. The word of God tells us, admonishes us, tells us to pray. God gives us promises. He gives us examples of men and women who prayed and received answers to their prayer. And in addition to this, we have a partner in prayer. Yes, we do. You know where I'm going. I know you know. I see the wheels turning now. Romans 8 and 26. I'm going to go there. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So, uh, Word of God says you got the Holy Ghost, you have a prayer partner. My Lord, you mean to tell me I can't find nobody to pray with me. I need my brother, I need my sister. And the Bible tells me you have the greatest prayer partner living on the inside of you. If you have the Holy Ghost abiding on the inside, you already have a prayer partner, a paraclete. God is in you. 
He's your prayer partner. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost. I don't always know what to pray for. Sometimes I'm going through so much, I don't even know what to say out of my mouth. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Paul writes, likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. It's not just for speaking in tongues. The Holy Ghost is not just for Hika Messiah and jumping up and down. At times when you don't know what to pray for, the Spirit helps our infirmities. Hallelujah. Because I don't always know what to say out of my mouth. And the Holy Ghost will make intercession for me with groanings which cannot be uttered. So we have our own personal prayer partner. I love that. I'm loving this already. I might just be a long time tonight, but we have our own personal prayer partner. Listen, we have our own personal experiences of prayer to encourage us. And still further, we have the testimonies of others. So listen, anybody who is filled with the Holy Ghost, who has a relationship with God or says they have one, you have no excuse for not praying. You are left without an excuse for not praying. Don't neglect your prayer life. No. Don't neglect your prayer life. Don't, don't sit in the presence of God and don't speak to him. Don't live your life and don't open your mouth to God. No. He gave you life. You won't even get up in the morning and talk to your Savior. My Lord, why else is it a sin not to pray? I'm in my office, but I'm and I'm feeling the Spirit right here. It's a sin not to pray because of all that you're missing out on by not praying. It there's so much that you can accomplish praying to God. Yeah, uh, if you go through. The word of God, if you, if as we go through the Bible, uh, we can make a list of things that are recorded that happen because of prayer, because someone prayed, because prayer can accomplish so much. That's one reason why the enemy discourages us from praying. Yeah. Hallelujah. There's a scripture that even says you have not because you ask not. Uh, so because prayer. I would say because prayer can accomplish so much not to pray is a, is a sin. You're, you're, you're shutting yourself down. You're shutting up the, the promises of God, things that would come to you because you won't pray. So by not praying, you are damming up the channels, clogging up the line, hallelujah, through which a blessing or miracle can come through. You won't even talk to the miracle worker. Hallelujah. You won't even spend time with the giver of life. No. So when we don't pray, listen, when the saints don't pray, we are depriving the world, the church, and even our own lives of blessings. Yeah. Sit there and watch TV and complain about who's in the White House and complain about this. And the heart of the king is in God's hand and, and you can pray to your God and he can turn things around. Yes, he can. Instead of complaining about your church and fussing about this and that and, and forgetting that you are the church and complaining about the pastor and all that, but you won't take, you'll use your mouth to complain. You will use your mouth to talk about what you don't like and you won't use that mouth to talk to your God. Shame on you. It is a sin for you not to pray. Hallelujah. You put more 
you put more strength into complaining and murmuring than you do in talking to God. No, when you don't pray, you're depriving the world, the church, and yourself of blessings. It's a sin not to pray. The sin of prayerlessness is what I'm talking about tonight. The sin of prayerlessness. Hallelujah. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. So why else, Bishop Fields, are you saying it's a sin for us not to pray? Uh, because prayerlessness leaves the door open for sin. You don't pray, it leaves the door open for you to go back or to do something you have no business doing. Yes, when you don't, because when when you don't pray, you are, you're not being spiritual. Spiritual people pray. Spiritual people pray. Yes, and when you stop praying, your flesh can start rising up. Matthew 6 and 13. Matthew 6 and 13. Why do you think when Jesus, when they ask Jesus, teach us how to pray, and Jesus here in the prayer that he's showing them how to pray in the 13th verse of Matthew chapter 6 listen to these words and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever let's go down to Matthew 26 and 41 Matthew 26 and 41 watch and pray he says that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Come on, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You got a whole lot to say, but you won't pray. And when you stop praying, your flesh starts rising. And Jesus in teaching us to pray said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Again, he says in the 26th chapter, in the 41st verse, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. Why? Because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Let's go to Luke 22 and 40. I'm in the book. I'm not giving you my opinion. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, pray, this is Jesus talking, that ye enter not into temptation. I don't know if you've ever read the book Pilgrim's Progress, uh, written by uh, John Bunyan. Um, this is what he says about prayer. He says, prayer will make a man cease from sin, as sin will entice a man to cease from prayer. I'm going to say it again. This is something John Bunyan said. He wrote the book Pilgrim's Progress, for those of you who are readers, Advent readers, he says, prayer will make a man cease from sin. Prayer will make a man cease from sin as sin will entice a man to cease from prayer. So uh, it was someone else that said a Christian, uh, for the Christian, prayerlessness is identical with backsliding. <laughs> That's some powerful stuff. But for you to stop praying is, is just, you're just wishing to go down the, the slide. Uh, I need to pray. My soul is refreshed. Hallelujah. My, my flesh is pushed back when I pray. Someone else. Uh, listen, what are the sins that are defeating us? What are those things? And, and that's rhetorical. You don't have to answer me here. Uh, I'm not God. I'm just the teacher. 
Uh, but what are the things that are hindering us? Those things we need to put in prayer. Those things we need prayer to push back. Uh, would it be true to say that, um, and think about it, would it be true to say that uh, failure, the, those who are failing to live holy or, or to, to stand, uh, to get victory over sin, uh, is because of their lack of prayer? Would it be fair to say that? Well, uh, it is essential. Prayer is a lifeline. Hallelujah. Prayer is my lifeline glory. I felt that. Put it in the comment section. Prayer is my lifeline. Why else, Fields? Are you saying it's a sin not to pray? Well, it's a sin not to pray because the root cause, the root cause of all our deficiency and lack of spirituality is just this. Why? And why, why are so many weak why uh, I wrote, I have in my notes, weak, anemic, ineffective, uh, in service. Uh, you wonder why uh, certain things are not happening uh, because the saints are not praying as they should. People are not praying as they should, right? Uh, why is there so much effort with so few results? We're doing all this work, 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 work but we see very few results, it's because we're not praying as we should be praying. People, we need to pray. We need to pray more. Don't push prayer away. It's time to embrace prayer and have a little talk with Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen. Why? I have a whole lot of whys. Why is there so much effort is one of them and so little results? Uh, is it not that the people of God are neglecting what is a privilege? To neglect prayer is to neglect a privilege and a responsibility. We have a responsibility to pray. Prayer is a responsibility. Yes. Well, let's move forward. I'm almost through, actually. Hallelujah. I'm feeling this in my spirit. Uh, so you heard me say, and talk, we started talking about the prayer, uh, the sin of prayerlessness and why not praying is a sin. Uh, to ignore God is a sin, to not to talk to God. Uh, so that leads me to the next question. Um, who am I sinning against when I don't pray? And I sort of already told you, but who, who do we sin against? If we do not pray and it's, it's God. If, if I don't, if I don't pray, I'm sinning against God. Listen, when we do not pray, we sin against God. I'm going to take you back to first Samuel chapter 12, verse 23. This is what Samuel says. And I told you, we already showed you in the scripture where, uh, he was put in the same category as Moses. He prayed so much until, uh, it was like talking to God, just like Moses talked to God. That's how much he prayed. Uh, but he says, moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. So when we don't pray, we're sinning against God, against the Lord. Yeah. Listen, and, and um, 
we're sinning against him. Even David said at one time uh, in the 51st Psalm, remember he says, against thee only have I sinned and none and done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Take you to Luke chapter 15, the gospel of Luke chapter 15, verse 21. It says these words, and this is Jesus talking. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. So um, when we sin, we are sinning against God. And to cease from praying and to is, is like ignoring him. It's like turning your back. I don't want to talk to you. I don't need to talk to you. I don't need to talk to you. That's what we're saying when we don't pray. So prayerlessness is a sin because it's telling God, I don't want you to do anything for me. I don't need you to do anything for me. I don't need your purpose. I don't need I don't need you to help me accomplish anything. Uh, I don't need to see your works. I, I, I don't want to talk to you. But you're breathing his air. You're living life, a life that he gave you. He gave it. In him I live and move and have my being. Some things, listen, some things can only happen through prayer. Remember, you have not because you ask not. And when we don't pray, those things won't happen. There are certain things that will only happen through prayer. And if you don't pray, it won't happen. So not only do we sin against God, but we sin against each other too. Yeah. For me to know that you're going through and not talk to God about helping you, my goodness. I'm going to take you back to to an anchor scripture, 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. He said, I'm sinning against the Lord, but I'm, I'm also doing damage perhaps to my brother and sister and not calling your name out to the Lord. And I read it earlier, we should pray for all saints. It doesn't say just pray for people you like. It doesn't say just pray for people in your clique. It says pray for all the saints. You need to talk to God. I'm sitting in church next to my sister and she's going through. Call on the Lord, help my sister, strengthen my sister. We need to pray. When we don't pray, we're not only sinning against God, but I, I believe it's a sin against each other. We live in a world, listen, that's filled with men and women who are spiritually and morally broken and bleeding. In and out of the church, we're living in a world where people are just going through. Everybody's going through. And we need to pray, not just for ourselves, but for one another. So listen to my notes. By prayer, we can secure healing. Uh right? We're praying to the great physician. We're praying to the healer so we can secure healing and miracles uh, for those who are suffering around us. Listen, somebody prayed for you. <laughs> somebody laid on their face and prayed for you. 
why can't you pray for someone else? And, and listen, not to pray for them is like to deprive them. It's like I don't want them to be blessed. I want my brothers and sisters, listen, even the ones even the ones that don't like me, I want them to be blessed. Lord, bless them so they can leave me alone. <laughs> I want the Lord to bless, do something for them. Yes, pray. Even he says, love those that despitefully use you. Pray for those that hate you. Pray, pray. Listen, so not to pray for my fellow man is to sin against them, is to say, I don't want God to, I don't want you to do nothing for them. Think about it. What kind of church would we have if nobody prays? Pause and think about it. What would happen in our church if we did not pray at all? Now turn it around. What would happen in our church or your church, wherever you go, if the whole church took prayer more seriously? I mean, came together and prayed, no games, just talk to the Lord. If we prayed and took prayer more seriously, imagine what would happen. So, if I don't pray, I'm sinning against God, I'm sinning against my brother and sister, and I'm sinning against myself. When I don't pray, I'm sinning against myself. Why? I want you to put it in the comment section. Because prayer changes the prayer. Prayer changes the prayer. Yeah. A lot of times I found myself having to change my prayer. Right? And the Lord started showing me, you're praying for me to fix the situation. Uh, and what God does, he starts changing me. He starts doing something in me. So prayer changes the prayer. The first big result of prayer, yes, is a reflex result. Where God starts dealing with you. The blessing that comes into the heart and life of the one who is praying. My Lord. My Lord. So um, let's close this lesson out. It, it would seem now that two things are needed in our environment. My brothers, my sisters, one, uh, an honest confession to the Lord himself that perhaps in some ways we failed him in our prayer life and in supporting uh, the activities of my brothers and sisters. Um, in some ways, we have to confess. We have to say, Lord, uh, we have not been praying like we should have been praying. We need, to, we need to take prayer more seriously. And the second, uh, after making an honest confession to the Lord, is a decision, a personal decision, like Samuel. You've got to be willing to say, as for me. You've got to be willing to say, as for me. As for me. God forbid that I should sin against him by not praying for my brothers and sisters. So not only should we make a confession, but we have to make a personal decision. So um, 
listen to my notes. That means we have to stop being lazy. We got to pray. Prayer is work. We got to stop being lazy, preoccupied. We got to stop being so careless with spiritual things. And we got to lean into prayer. Yes, lean into prayer. Lord, I'm going to stay right here. <laughs> I need you. My brothers and sisters need you. The world needs you. I'm going to stay in prayer. Hallelujah. So we should make a conscious effort. As much as some of us say we pray, pray even more. As much as some of us say we talk to God, talk to him even more. So um, here are some things I want to share with you, and then I'm going to close out. Um, and some of you may do it already. The first thing we should do, and this is application, have a daily, regular time of prayer. Just like you take your medicine, some of us take medicine the same time of day. Have a set time of prayer and devotion between you and God. Yeah. Before you pray, go into God's word. Begin a session of prayer that you have, that you've set up that time between you and God, where you start in the word of God, reading a portion of scripture. Um, during the course of the day, here's the third one. Pray through the problems of the day. Pray through the things or the, the segments of your, your daily process. Pray as they arise. Pray. Talk to the Lord. That brings me to number four. Don't always be so formal in your prayer. You don't, you don't have to look for the big words. You know, nobody's more intelligent than God. But prayer really is a conversation. Just talk to him like I'm talking to you. Lord. I'm so tired. Lord, I need you. you. Just talk to the Lord. Talk to him. Cultivate a habit of talking to God. Some of you have people you talk to on the phone every single day. And sometimes y'all ain't talking about nothing. Just listen to each other breathe on the, on the telephone. But every day is a habit. You're on the phone with him every day. Develop a habit of talking to God. Pray. The next one is study the Bible. Get in the word of God and see what it says about prayer. Get into the, the very atmosphere of prayer. Look at how, at how others prayed. People we talk about all the time. Abraham and Samuel, Nehemiah and David. Were they perfect? No, no. But you'll see in the word of God when they prayed and got an answer from God. Hallelujah. When they prayed, God did something in them. Yes. The sixth thing is uh, develop a prayer list. Yeah. And develop your own prayer list and tabulate for your own guidance. Uh, some of the people that you're going to pray for regularly. Your pastor your parents, people in the church, you know, get a list of people that you're going to pray for. I'm going to pray for these people every single day. I'm going to pray for this concerning this every single day. And the last thing is don't stop. Keep on keeping on. Remember that song? Saints, don't stop praying for the Lord is nigh. Don't stop praying. He'll hear your cry. 
what the Lord has promised. His word is true. Don't stop praying. He'll answer you. I'm not the best singer, but I love that song. Pray and keep on praying. Father, I want to thank you for this opportunity to go into your word and to talk about prayer. What an essential thing, prayer. The privilege of talking to a God that can do all things. Help us, Lord, to spend more time with you in your word and in conversation with you. Hallelujah. Help us, Father. And I pray for every person that's connected to this lesson tonight that you would do something in their life, in their homes, in their family. Save, heal, set free, and deliver, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you tonight. Now, if you have a special request that you want us to pray concerning, you want to touch me to touch and agree with you in prayer, send that request in, admin at grtdc.org. And myself or someone from the staff will reach out to you. We'll be praying for you. And I'll take those requests and lay them on the altar. Every Wednesday, I'm laying before the Lord. Uh, that's my day to lay the uh, request of the people of God that come in. I lay it on the altar and I lay on my face. Um, send that request in. Haven't been baptized in Jesus' name? Let me know. Send that request in. We'll make arrangements for you to be baptized. Admin at grtdc.org. Now, uh, if you want to plant a seed in this ministry, you want to pay your tithes or give an offering, you can do so. Our technician will put that on the screen for you. Follow those instructions, won't you? And those of you who are watching and participating at our sister church, Refuge Temple Annex, you may use GiveLify. I want to thank you for all that you do, your contributions. What you send in to us, it allows us to continue the ministry here and in the Bronx. And I want to thank you for your prayers. And I want all of you to know that Lady Fields and I uh, and the people of God here at GRTDC and at Refuge Temple Annex, we love you and we're going to continue to pray with you and for you. And we pray that you'll be praying for us as well. Well, I want to thank you for your time and for allowing me to uh, come before you with the word of God and I'm looking forward to next week but in between now and then there are three things that I'd like you to do yeah be careful, be prayerful and be holy shalom shalom